I completely forgot about the fact that they fucking take their kids on their honeymoon, though. I was like, yeah, they do. <laughs> Jordan is probably like, kill the kids, get rid of them. Hey there, I'm Jordan. And I'm Nick. We're just two regular guys who love talking about film. And now we'd like to talk to you. We decided to break down our discussions into three parts. Because everyone loves a gimmick. We discuss our expectations for a film before we watch it. That's take one. We give our immediate thoughts following the film. That's take two. And finally, we research the film at length to prepare for an informed and in-depth discussion. And that's take three. So if you love film even half as much as we do, join in on the conversation. This is Take Three, a movie podcast. Take one. Okay, so I got to pick this question mark of a film. I'll give you a clue. This is one movie, but we're going to talk about its sequel too. Okay, so it has a sequel. Okay. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know if you've even seen these movies. I truly don't. (laughs) Oh, no. If I haven't, that's going to make it really hard to guess, but I'll do my best. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Okay, so ask me yes or nope questions. (laughs) Did it come out in the last decade? No. Did it come out in the decade before that? I'll tell you exactly when it came out. Okay. So this first movie came out in 1995. Ooh. The sequel that I want to talk about as well came out in 1996. Pardon the footsteps. My I'm dog sitting still. Because it's the same night as when we did take three. Just finished take three of Nope. You said 1995? Yeah, I don't think that you'll know that based off that, though. Is it like, oh, the only thing that's coming up for me is Gremlins. No. That has a sequel. I don't think that these movies are well-regarded or celebrated outside of a very um, enthusiastic group of people. It's a good thing we're doing it then as a episode. These are sort of like cult classic movies. Yeah, I don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> we stopped caring about how much of a crowd pleasers our movies were that we covered in like season two, I feel like. I guess so, yeah. I just, they need some kind of substance so that we have a take three, but. No, bitch. These uh, are, they are substantive as fuck, and you'll see why. Okay. Uh, are they comedies? Yes. Are they sports movies? No. That's like the only thing I can think of is like like 90s sports movies. This is not an original property. It is based off something else. Is it like the Muppets or something? No. We're not doing a Muppets movie? Oh, no. Actually, yes, we are. We're doing the Muppets movie. Let's <laughs> let's skip this and do the Muppets instead. <laughs> I love the Muppets. Can I be honest? I've not seen a single Muppets movie. What? Not a single one. Not a one. Not because I don't want to. I just have never really been presented the opportunity. Fascist. Yeah, I, can you give me any kind of hint at all? I can give you lots of hints. Big ensemble cast, all related. Is it animated? No. Related? Like yeah. the cast is related to each other? They are a family. Is it like a music movie? There's music in both of these movies. Is it like a musical? No. But there's music in it. Like, do people sing yes. in this movie? Is it about musicians? No, but they do sing. And one of them, I think, is like specifically a musician. What the hell? These are very funny movies and they're very stupid. I cannot wait. <laughs> I'm so scared. You guys know what we're doing. I was so genuinely scared. 
This is an adaptation of a television show. I don't know many that have come out. Like, I don't know many old. When did the TV show come out? The television show started in the 60s and ended in the 70s. I'm not going to be good at this. I don't know. Oh, God, I don't know. But I don't want you to just tell me. Oh, what do we do? Can you tell me? Okay, the cast is related. Not in real life. Oh, I thought that's what. uh, mm. I'm sorry. They are playing a A family. family. Oh my God, wait a second. Wait a second, wait a second. It's a comedy. Yeah. And it's, is it like horror adjacent? No. Oh, it's not Adam's Family? No. Oh God, I would have loved that. Oh no. Sorry, this is much better. No, it's not. It's not much better, but we're still doing it. (laughs) I, I, I don't know. Can you give me like a bigger hint just so we can end this misery? At least in the 60s, I think what they were trying to go for was like a progressive take on a family. Are they all human? They're all human, but they're not all biologically related. They thought they were doing something progressive, I think, in the 60s, but it's not. It doesn't really come off that way now. But wait a second. Wait a second. I think I got it. Are there a lot of blonde children? There are three. There are three blonde children and then three uh, not so blonde children. I would go so far as to say that they had brown hair. I am <laughs> I am so for this. You have no idea. I. Uh, oh God. Uh, yeah. Who care? Who cares if there's substance to research and take three? This. What a great pick. I'm. Yes. I'm so for this. I'm so for this. Fuck yes. Good. I'm glad. We're doing the Brady Bunch movies. Beach. They are fantastic. There are actually three of these movies. There's three. There's a television film. They go to the White House for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> Mike and Carol are still played by the same people, Gary Cole and really? Shelley Long. But yeah. uh, all the kids get recast in the third one, which is weird. Yeah, then it doesn't matter. I don't care about it. Fuck that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, we just went to two. Oh, my God. I used to rent these from the Planet Video down the street all the time. We loved them so much. I have to say, the first time that I watched these was only like a couple years ago. Really? But their charm is timeless. They're fucking hysterical. And yeah, you mentioned something about them being sort of appropriate for Pride. I think they're fully appropriate for Pride. Yeah, I swear. (laughs) Like, there are so many movies that are really just about a bunch of straight people, but they are so gay rights. And this movie (laughs) is just absolutely 100% all up in it. So uh, this is the first movie that we're doing. Although I don't know when Nope got released, but... This may or not be our first or second Pride movie, but hell yeah, let's do it. What I remember was so cool about this is that like, it's not just a straight adaptation of the show. They take those characters and just plop them in modern day and just show it's you. genius. It's hysterical. It's it's like yeah. such a, an interesting, funny take on that kind of story. Like the Brady Bunch show Back in the day, it really wasn't that funny. Like, it, it were, I mean, there were good parts of it. And, like, I remember liking the characters and stuff and watching it when I was a kid. But, like, looking back on it, it's probably pretty vanilla. But, like, mm-hmm. those vanilla-ass people in the <laughs> mid-90s dealing with people, I remember, like, you really get to know, like, their neighbors and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just very funny. And nobody takes them seriously. And they're just these <laughs> fish out of water but like blissfully unaware and just it just works like they don't need to know that they're 
you know, not fitting in. It's it's just a great time. Jan's the best. She is by far the funniest and best character in both of those movies. Yeah, she's great. I love Marsha. Mm. No. I absolutely love Marsha. The sure Jan is like iconic. That is what makes me think like, okay, this is the gayest movie ever. <laughs> the sure Jan, like fucking that is a, a cultural reset moment when she said, sure Jan, absolutely. And I don't know if you know this or not. You know who Christine Taylor is? No. Christine Taylor, she's a lady that plays Marsha in these movies. And uh, she's married to Ben Stiller. Wait, I thought that was Christina Applegate. No, Christina Applegate is like on Dead to Me and she was on Married with Children. Wow. But she wasn't on Dodgeball. That was the other one. Dodgeball is Christine Taylor. Yeah. Okay. They're like both blonde, beautiful actresses. I'm not so far off to think that they're the same person, right? No, I mean, yeah, they they look similar. I could see that. Okay. She's also in Friends. Do you remember when Ross was dating the girl and she shaves her head at the beach? They go to the beach and she shaves her head. Oh, very vaguely. That's Christine Taylor, too. I, I think I know her most from Dodgeball. That makes sense. And then obviously, like, Shelley Long plays the mom and Shelley Long is from one of the greatest television shows to ever come on the air that you never even fucking given a shot. Cheers. Oh, that that show is so good. And it is still so good. Is that the military one where they're like in the tents at war? Or that something? is mash. Cheers. Cheers oh. is the bar in Boston. No, I got it. I got it. Yeah. yeah. Where they're like stuck on the island. Yeah. God, I hate you so much. <laughs> Here's the alley before she went batshit crazy. Rhea Perlman, Kelsey Grammer, Ted Danson, John Ratzenberger, George Wint. Hold on. Woody Harrelson. These are not all in the brave. Oh, you're these are mash characters. Or these are Cheers characters. I'm gonna fucking shoot you in the face. <laughs> I was like, hold on, wait a second. I'm missing something here. But no, I gotcha, I gotcha. It's not that I've not given it a chance. I've just never really considered it. Like, never given it a no chance. It's cool. It's fine. No one's given me. No one's like. No one's like given you their HBO Max password. <laughs> no, no one's been like in my face until just now saying hey you need to watch this show like i didn't know that you felt so passionately about it i do it's mallory's like favorite show of all time oh well i really like it i think when i was um when i was sort of like down and out for like a year with the spine issue oh yeah when uh, that was one show that i i watched a lot of i didn't watch the whole thing because it's like has like 11 seasons or something but um i did watch a lot of it. i'm gonna watch it all before take three <laughs> That is, that would be funny. Like, I'm going to research this other show because, again, we are talking about the Brady Bunch. That is a show that I have seen every episode of, though. The Brady Bunch, 100%. I used to watch that shit hardcore when I was little. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, it was on Nick and Night, man. I can't say I've seen a single Brady Bunch episode. Like, I, I get what they are. I'm sure I've seen like clips of them. Yeah. But I don't think I've seen a full one all the way through. I don't know when I would have had that opportunity. If I was going to show somebody the Brady Bunch, it would only be to turn around and show them this in, in addition to it. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, some things that you'll, you'll not get, there are cameos from mm -hmm. people that are actually on the show, like on the, the Brady Bunch TV show that are in this movie. So fun. I honestly, I was like, I truly don't care if he is mad at me, <laughs> but I'm so glad that you're not. No, I love these movies. I think they're adorable. Yeah, and I'm like, let's shut the fuck up so we can watch them. Um, all right.
This is a family episode. Sure, Jim. A diagnosis of cancer can be alienating. Cancer in a testicle as a young man can be devastating. A testicle is removed, cancer treatments are discussed, and concepts of masculinity and mortality are challenged in ways you never thought possible. I'm Stephen Crocker, a testicular cancer survivor and board member with the Testicular Cancer Awareness Foundation. It Takes Balls is a podcast by and for testicular cancer survivors, patients, and their loved ones. Listen as survivors and medical providers share their stories and give personal insights into facing and treating a testicular cancer diagnosis. Everyone's journey is unique and equally important. Early detection of testicular cancer saves lives. I hope you're ready because it takes balls. Day two. I think I'll go for a walk outside now. I don't know. We might get copyright struck for me saying that, but (laughs) I love these movies. They are so stupid, but I love them. They're adorable. They really are. I have watched them twice now within the last two weeks, both of them, because the first time when we watched them together, I kind of might have fallen asleep during both of them at some points. So I was like, you know what? I can't believe that I didn't realize that you did. <laughs> yeah, we are in the same room. But I, I guess I was just really engrossed. They're cute. I wouldn't say they're laugh riots because the, the humor in them is, I don't even want to call it subtle, but like almost seamless. Like it's it's hard to explain, but it is just a pure giggle fest. Both of them. It's twofold because one, you're laughing at like how silly and dumb they are at some points and how like certain things that they do without a laugh, like without any sort of reaction from anyone there, it just sort of happens normally. And right. we think that's funny. But also, like, if you are at all versed in the show, like, if you have seen any episodes of the Brady Bunch, know anything about them. There's also like an added layer of, oh my God, every single bit of this is pulled from in different episodes. And it has this sort of like 90s grunge applied to it that like <laughs> it, it makes it feel so much more cookie cutter than the show ever really did. But I guess maybe it was just because like the show aired, you know, what was like 20 some years prior. So like that I think that's like the magic. So I have not watched a single episode of the Brady Bunch and when we were watching it the first time you were sort of calling out things that you had remembered from the show and yeah. you were able to connect so many more points than I was. How much of the show have you actually seen? I've seen it all. I've seen the whole Seriously? Show. Yeah. Yeah, it was on Nick at Night. Holy shit. I mean, I like I was a Nick at Night kid as early on in my life as I can remember. I I remember my bedtime was like 10, 30, 11 o'clock, like regardless, just because Nick at night was still airing the hits, man. It was Nick at night watching Nick at night. Oh, yeah. You were the first person to ever make that connection to. Nice. nice. I didn't get called Nick at night and Nickelodeon my entire fucking life. <laughs> That's so weird. Cause it just seems like you would have been. But um, yeah. Yeah. I've not seen a single minute of the actual Brady Bunch show. And I think maybe that's. Well, it's cool that you still enjoy it. Yeah, it's fun. That's a it's a good dichotomy because I'm not like a super fan, but I definitely understand like most of, if not all, the references. And then you, who understand zero, and we still both really like it. Yeah, I do. For take three, you want to watch at least a couple episodes. I don't know how many seasons it was. I can't imagine I'll watch the whole show, but I would like to better understand the sources and the references for this. So you should. Yeah, that would be cool. I 
don't know if it's a good idea to go after, I think I told you this while we were watching them, go after like making a list of different things that are referenced because it truly is all referenced. Like, <laughs> like every beat of these stories, like every little thing, Bobby wanting to be a private investigator and the uh, Cindy's doll and every single storyline is pulled from the show, save for like the two sort of fish out of water elements, which are the Dip Myers, the Dip Myers in the first one, and then the dad in the second in one, the second. or the fake dad, at least. Interesting. That's really impressive for someone to have crafted both of these movies to reference like such specific things i like that's really cool yeah like par- yes it's it's impressive it's also like i don't know i mean like it is an adaptation like they really didn't take much liberty with it they didn't go off in like a super creative direction with a lot of it but i think putting it in the 90s is enough to make it feel like something different and make it feel fresh i think i just see it as like to be able to make two very cohesive stories from however many shows existed like yeah that is it is impressive they mushed together a bunch of episodes it's a feat for sure i remember watching the television show at the same time that i was watching these movies you know like that was around the same time Mm -hmm. and they sort of blended together in some regards where i have trouble remembering how much of the greg and marcia relationship actually feels sort of incestual on the show or if it's just like a joke you know yeah so maybe i'll go back and watch some as well like i feel like that context is always going to be there in my head now because they've made those kinds of jokes (laughs) and i'm always going to feel that certain way you know yeah i mean obviously they dial it all up to an 11 like everybody acts a little heightened in (laughs) in these movies but um to me (laughs) Like that's kind of how I remember the the show too. So I don't know. It's it, it it they are mixed together for me a lot. I uh, wrote some notes on the second viewing of these movies cool. that I'd love to bring up to you because I do have a lot of questions that I wanted to clarify as well. First note here, I wrote that the boys are so boring. I feel like they gave all of the good lines to the girls in this movie. Like compared to the girls, the boys just seem to take such a huge backseat. Not that they're not funny, they're just not as funny, as like breakout funny as the girls seem to be. Well, the girls meaning basically the two older girls. I think even Cindy had some... Yeah, okay, She she's funny. Her interactions with the Dittmeyers yeah. are kind of really funny. Like you're going to flip on a youth or like that whole scene. I loved like it was so fucking funny. And then the boys just kind of seemed so mid in comparison, I guess. I remember Greg being like this like ladies man. Is he the oldest one? And this, yeah. Yeah. And like in these movies, he is just like so pitiful. <laughs> it's really funny because that song he sings and like the Johnny Bravo thing. And that's all in the show. But it just comes off how you would actually think it would come off versus, right. you know, him being really popular on the TV show. The song, the the clowns never laughed before song is that mm-hmm. is that fully realized in one of these episodes like is that a full song i believe that i i know until the chorus it's so stupid it's the stupidest song it's fucking ridiculous it's a really bad song yeah but the other several songs that they have are fire <laughs> and i love that they just like burst into song in the second one amazing for the second one, when they're going out with the fake dad, I realized that the store that they're going into is uh, Shanana. 
vintage clothing. <laughs> so they're singing like shana na 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 na. That's awesome. I thought that was funny. I love that Jan's hair is the ninth Brady in this movie. I love that that. <laughs> Like her hair is a character in itself that is just amazing. She does such a good job. Does the show have a laugh track? Yeah, it's a sitcom. Okay, I wasn't sure. I have a note here that says I'm upset that Noreen didn't make it into the second movie because I thought she was a brilliant addition to the first, like that whole lesbian. Yeah, you really like I thought the same thing. And it would have made sense for the neighbors to be at the party at the end and they none of them were there. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I wish that they had some continuity there mm-hmm. i wrote this down when i had the idea to kind of write down some of my favorite lines until i quickly realized that there are so many golden lines in this mm-hmm. that you just can't narrow them down but a standout for me is yes i'm in the middle <laughs> <laughs> so fucking good the thumbs up dancing at the dance where they're like yes this is just gold i don't know why but it is just amazing and genius if jan and marsha aren't your favorite characters i'd just be very curious to know who is because like they get the meat of everything that's going on in my opinion like maybe it's just because like i know what happens but i remember really not even caring about the two main storylines and really only caring about jan and (laughs) marsha's storylines Honestly, this whole inner monologue that Jan has, was that ever explored in the show that you remember? Or is it strictly made for the movies? Maybe like one time there's like an inner monologue thing, though. I'm not 100% sure, but not to that degree and not for like comedic effect or anything. Right. Yeah, they are hard on Jan. Not like, again, to comedic effect. I mean, everything (laughs) is dialed up to an 11. Jan's hair does really swing like that. Amazing. RuPaul is not in the television show. Damn. That would have been our first exposure to RuPaul, right? Yeah, well, it would have been yours, I think, because I I saw these movies well after I started watching RuPaul, so... Okay, Mm -hmm. well, yeah, I was very young, so... The first time I saw these movies was maybe in the last, like, five years, to be honest. Really. Gotcha, gotcha. They're very new to me. (laughs) Did you say that in take one? Because I completely don't remember. (laughs) Probably, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't matter. Is Sam in the show as well? Sam being Alice's like love interest. Oh, 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 yeah, the butcher. Sam the butcher. Yeah, absolutely. They're like, are they together officially? So I know that there's a period where like they're flirty, and then I think that there's an actual relationship, but I don't know that like they get married or anything. They might. I gotcha. Towards the end, I, I it's been a long time. Follow up to this: Are there as many innuendos brought up by either Alice or Carol or Mike in the show, or is it much more wholesome than that? Or like, was that comedy just for the movies? You know what? It makes me think that they probably to some degree were some maybe just because the movies seem to have glommed onto them mm-hmm. glommed that's an interesting word but i mean remember i was young so i remember watching friends and not having a single clue what they were talking about in so many circumstances so if there are innuendos like there probably are because honestly most of those kinds of tv shows back then did have stuff like that to make adults laugh right then probably but i I don't know for sure a follow-up to that follow-up i know i asked you this when we were watching it but i don't remember the answer is there any kind of like religious lean
mean to it or is it just like a wholesome family show they're just like wholesome family i don't remember them ever like specifically saying like oh we're christian just this tight-knit family that's all happy (laughs) and i think the way that i saw it being incorporated if at all was during mike's like super pointless speeches or something like i could just see him bringing up god in some way if they do i don't remember but probably not something else i missed upon the first watch was that in the beginning of the second one jan has a button at the beginning that says hey westdale i passed phys ed <laughs> i don't know if you caught that but like when they have the yearbook conversation she has a little pin on her lapel that says <laughs> i passed phys ed that's funny yeah um i also love in the iconic george glass scene the whole like she says george tropicana yeah and then he drinks the orange juice that's in the glass and when he puts the glass down it's a fresh glass like it is it is not a glass that was just that just had orange juice in it and i just thought that that was a very funny touch i think like yeah that just pristineness of it all that was that was a very clever touch. You notice in the in the back of that shot too, just like in the first one, Carol is still putting a ton of sugar in her coffee. Yes. And again, yes. I don't remember. I don't I <laughs> I assume Mike is an architect in the show as well, correct? Yeah. So I would love to know if it's canon that Mike designed the house before or after meeting Carol. Because if it's after, then he full on just made a house with what three bedrooms four bedrooms and one bathroom so that all three girls had to share a room and all three like they probably brought that up in some capacity in the first one about how small that house was and how everyone's sharing everything they do i never really thought about it like they do share rooms and i guess it wouldn't have made sense that like if the boys were going to just live there separately then the boys could have taken those rooms i don't know i just think it's a funny thing to think about that That is funny and then my last question here is something that before I had even remembered what the second movie was about, I asked the question is Carol's husband or Mike's wife ever addressed in the show? Like where are these kids other parents? Is that ever brought up in the show that you can remember? These are questions to ask somebody who's watched them this decade and I have not. (laughs) Gotcha. 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 Yeah, I I just think uh, they're fun, happy, silly times and uh, yeah, great watches. Great uh, picks. Congratulations. (laughs) This was stupid is what you were thinking. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what we're going to do in take three, but um, it'll be interesting at least. I'm going to watch a lot of Brady Bunch now. Like, I'm I'm dying to now. Like, I'm so curious to know what an episode of The Brady Bunch was like. Cool. Good. I'm excited. For no other reason than to get you to watch The Brady Bunch. <laughs> they do go to Hawaii. They do go to the Grand Canyon. I'm sure that there is a list somewhere of, like, episodes to watch that the movies reference, you know? Yeah, yeah. I asked you this earlier today. I wanted to know if you could think of a show that was similar to this show that you would want to see brought into the 2020s. Like, is there an older show? Like, they've done it before. Like, um, Adam's Family used to be a show that got turned into a movie where it's like these this dark family is suddenly thrust into the real world and, you know, no one's really in on it kind of thing. Yeah. Is there any other show that you would think of that you would want to see a movie of in this similar style i really liked the happy days show when i was a kid and i've not seen a single episode of that either like with the fawns and stuff not a single episode that's like one where they acted a certain way and seeing it modernized (laughs) i think that would be interesting 
I don't really know how it would work, but I like those characters. And I think that like, it could be very fascinating to see like a modern day Fonzie. Also do it soon enough where Henry Winkler can be in it still, you know, she doesn't like die off and he can't make a cameo. (laughs) Write one up, make a script. I don't know how to write words. (laughs) I had a couple, and I'm glad you went first because I was afraid that I would have taken yours, but I didn't, clearly. One that just constantly came up in my head, I think because I needed something to compare the Brady Bunch to, was Full House. Because that's another <gasps> non-religious leaning, but still like wholesome family values show that I think could be kind of funny that would be a good one yeah the second one i put was scooby-doo and i know that we already have like a modern day take of scooby-doo and they are perfect and untouchable but they are characters that are brought into the modern day and they're not really unaware of it like it's it's they're fully present i guess but i would love to see these mystery solvers go off and like try and solve like real serial killer murders or something like that would be oh yeah i like i like that too that's cool fucking hysterical mr rogers i think would be interesting to see um (laughs) i don't really know how that would work out but just sort of this guy in this i don't want to call it a fantasy land but you know working with puppets and and everything I think would be kind of funny. Yeah, totally. Uh, and then these last two, I am genuinely serious. I would love to see something like this. Seventh Heaven, I think would be hysterical to see. <laughs> Some of those episodes are fucking ridiculous. And uh... have I sent you? There's a guy I can't think of his name, but he's on like Instagram. And he probably does it on TikTok too, where he like is rewatching these episodes and he kind of like goes through them yeah okay i really yeah. like that guy i can't think of his name but um i didn't watch seventh heaven so oh my god i i caught a couple on i think it's because my mom used to watch it but i think what inspired it was that guy and he brought up an episode where the family literally found a homeless girl and like turned her into their pet i sent that to you as a tiktok yes that, okay that's probably where yeah okay it insane like (laughs) we watched that the other night okay yeah i would love to see that and just have someone from the present just like call them out on their shit and they just kind of be like yeah but like this is what god would have wanted kind of thing totally and i have not seen in any episode of this last show and i'm gonna get a lot of shit for this but i've heard a lot about it and how cheesy it is and i just think that with how dramatic it was it would be really fun to see in this format but Degrassi, I like. I don't really know much about that. I never seen it either. It's that Canadian soap opera with Drake, Drake in a wheelchair. wheelchair. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. I don't know any examples, but anyone else who watches that out there, I hope that you agree with me because I just hear that some of those things are just laughably ridiculous. Probably, yeah. and I think it'd be fun. Yeah, great picks, great picks. I'm excited to to dive into this. I really am. What? No, I mean me too. Totally. Okay, this whole time. You've been almost trying to convince me that this was a stupid idea, and I keep trying to tell you that it's not. Like, I am genuinely excited to look more into these movies. I think they're fun. I think they're great. Okay, well, good. I'm glad. I'm, I'm really glad. I'm, I think I'm sort of second-guessing my pick, but it's way too late to do that, so... Yeah, <laughs> can't turn back now. We're in it. No, this is going to be cool. Thank you. Um, and... Take three. Okay, so you guys know Austin, right? He is a filmmaker, he's a friend of ours, and he did the movie Good Time with us last season. The Safties. Yeah, I told him that we were doing this movie, and he said that during the pandemic, uh, him and his fiance 
couldn't really go anywhere or do anything. And apparently that that house was like either being shown or like up for sale or something like that. So they went and saw it. <gasps> really? Yeah, the Brady house. He was like that. It was it was cool. Like I would love to see that that because like as far as I know, some sort of television show or HGTV or some sort of like home renovation show bought the original house that they would use for the exterior shots and then recreated it to look like the house on the inside you know because obviously the original show was filmed on a set so they they recreated the set on the inside does that make sense i see so they made like the exterior brady house look just like the old tv show used to look like right okay that's cool Uh, yeah i just thought that was really neat but yeah we're a take three bitch (laughs) i I got nothing i'm sorry you didn't do any research no, I didn't. It snuck up on me. I'm sorry. That's uh, okay. I even think I made a joke about me being the only one doing a take three or something in the last take. Didn't I say that? Yeah. Or something? I don't remember. It might have been during the <laughs> sequel conversation. Oh, right, right. We There's a lot of interweaving of recording, so we get mixed up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'll just talk about the numbers so we can get this roast to cook it. These two movies were released in consecutive years, February 1995 and August of 1996. Now, the first one had a $12 million budget, and it made $46 million. What's interesting about both of these movies is there doesn't seem to be any information on an international release. I may know why. Why? I read something. I I don't think that this counts like for a worldwide release, but how was it like... The UK? Is it the nunchucks thing? Yeah, like it, it didn't, like the nunchucks were apparently not friendly enough for for <laughs> UK TV or something. That was bizarre to me that, <laughs> that that would stop that movie from getting a theatrical release. Yeah. That's weird to me. But yeah, I saw that too. Oh wait, was, was that the second one or the first one? I feel like that was the second movie. Yeah. I, so is there no, a reason for the first one? No fucking clue. It, it truly, like, I, everywhere I looked, it just had a domestic box office. So we're going off that. It didn't do bad domestically, not at no, all. No, 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 no. Over three times the budget. So the first one did good. And so then, unfortunately, they rushed the second one into production, and they changed the director and all the screenwriters. Oh, weird. To change up, like, the entire main creative team on something that worked the first time. I don't know. I thought that was weird. That is strange. They had a $15 million budget on the second one, and that one wound up only making $21 million, again, just domestically. Betty Thomas, who directed the first one, was going to direct the second one, but then she got contracted to direct a movie called Private Parts, which I honestly, I didn't even look into. I just didn't even want to know. Um, (laughs) Wasn't there a third one, too? Yes. Yeah, that was just like a direct-to-TV movie. and yeah. We talked about that in take one, and we're like, not interested. Yeah. (laughs) So Gary Cole and Shelley Long are in that movie. The mom and the dad. Yeah. But none of the kids. No. Gotcha. I've never seen it, but I just, I mean, I honestly don't really have much of an interest in it. Yeah, what's the point if none of the kids are in it? They're like the best parts. Exactly. Exactly. It's like when they tried to do the third Adams Family movie, Adams Family Reunion. Oh, I didn't realize that they did that. Yeah, and I think that wound up being like a TV or directed the video one too, and it didn't have any of the original people in it. Like Or like Halloween Town Four. Well, I mean not to the same degree, but yeah, sure. Halloween Town Four actually has a lot of the same people in it. And yeah, they're all T V movies. 
But the most important one wasn't. Yeah, I guess that's yeah, you're right. Thanks. Thank <laughs> Thanks you for your support. I really need you to support me, okay? Okay. I will support you when you finish freaking out about this with me because I can't believe this did not click in my fucking head. What? And I didn't look this up. I was just looking at this guy and I'm like, oh my God, Gary Cole is Kent on Veep. Yeah. I did not, <laughs> like, it just did not occur to me. It's the hair, probably. Yeah, I guess. But I was just perm. like, oh my God, that's Kent. I fucking it's love Kent. him. Mm-hmm. He's like one of my favorite characters. <laughs> he's great on that okay there's a couple of really cool things about gary cole that i want to tell you about first off he shelly long who plays carol henriette mantle who plays alice and olivia hack who plays cindy have all played their characters in cutaways on family guy they've all voiced their characters like the their brady characters yeah interesting that's cool I thought that was really funny. And it's also cool because Gary Cole is actually the voice of the principal on Family Guy. Principal Shepard, I believe, is his name. I feel like if you saw him, you would recognize him. He's in a lot of episodes. I gotcha. But yeah, so he's he's a prolific voice actor. Uh, you know how I love the West Wing? Yeah. Gary Cole and Tim Matheson, who plays Roy, the fake dad in the second one. Yeah. They're literally both on the West Wing, and they both play vice presidents. It's weird. Interesting. Yeah. But Gary Cole is in Dodgeball with Christine Taylor, who plays Marsha. He's Cotton, the announcer with Jason Bateman. Oh, the yeah. FNA, Cotton, FNA. He's Cotton. The focus was always on Jason Bateman yeah. in those scenes. But yeah, no, you're absolutely right. That's so funny. I love him. <laughs> okay, so before I go any further, I know that you watched some of the actual show for the first time. I did. And that did. was so exciting. And I really can't <laughs> wait to hear what you think and tell me all about it. So going into it, I really had the expectation, I think because of the movies, they made the family seem so goody-goody and like vaguely Christian without directly saying it. So I think I was really expecting less of a comedy and more of like a full house kind of vibe, I guess. But when I got there and I started watching these episodes, it was a lot funnier than I was expecting. And I was pleasantly surprised actually about that. Uh, I really did enjoy the episodes that I watched. So which ones did you watch? I watched five of them. There were two there were more than two but there were two standouts that i really wanted to watch that i didn't get to and i'll talk about those later the first one that i watched was the very first episode uh, episode one of season one called the honeymoon in this i know that we discussed the the whereabouts of the other two parents um yeah and we learn in this first episode that it's implied that mr brady's wife is deceased Um, And there was no real apparent mention of Carol's first husband at all in the show from what I researched. And I read that that is what inspired the second movie's plot. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense that they just never really bring it up. I mean, like, I think that we talked about this through text. I think the way because we were both kind of watching it around the same time, the way that it was like acceptable back then, you know, in the 60s we, we for them to do it. It's like, oh, they died. We don't use the D word. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> divorce. Yeah. 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 They passed away. They didn't get divorced. Yeah. Right. Right. The second episode that I watched was episode nine of season two, which is the not so ugly duckling. And that is the George Glass episode. Yes. And throughout watching these episodes, 
you are not kidding when you say that they literally pull from almost every single episode. Like there is something in most of these episodes that is referenced in the movie. It's crazy. And the fact that they were able to do that so seamlessly and like still create a story is kind of mind blowing to me. It's incredibly impressive. And I, I don't know. I just thought that that was awesome. That's a good way of looking at it. I like that. I think I felt sort of like, oh, well, they just took from the show. But being able to craft two stories based on yeah. five seasons of material is, yeah, that is impressive. But, like, they were able to take those references and make them funny. Like, just, just the idea of plopping this family into, you know, a decade that's two decades in front of them is just, like, it just works. I think yeah. it works really, really well. And then in this episode, you know, it's poor Jan is, you know, feeling really ugly. And like, it, it was really kind of sad at some parts. It like, is Jan sad. Was really struggling yeah. in this episode. And it didn't exactly happen in the movie the way it did in the episode. Uh, she, I think she's talking to her parents in this episode rather than the whole, you know, breakfast table. But the dialogue is pretty much the same where it's like, Georgia Glass, George. Like the yeah. the, the way that the, the new Jan reflected the old Jan was Really, really brilliant. I also watched episode 13 of season three, which is called The Not-So-Rose-Colored Glasses. And this is the episode where Jan doesn't want to wear her new glasses. She crashes her bike a lot. It's not as funny as the movie, no. but, uh, you know, still still pretty good. Just to kind of shake things up, I wanted to not watch an episode that I knew was heavily referenced in the movie. Just Like, I just picked a random episode. I think I just watched the next episode after this one just to see, like if there was anything that stood out from the movie that I could catch, I didn't in this one, uh, but it was uh, episode 14 of season three, the teeter totter caper. I think Bobby and Cindy, uh, Cindy were doing like, they're trying to break a record. Yeah. Teeter totter or something. Uh, I didn't catch any references. That doesn't mean that they weren't there. The last one that I watched was episode 18 of season four. Uh, It was called the subject was noses and it's where Marsha accepts a date having had previous plans uh, and then gets hit in the face with the football, just iconic moment. Both. It's just like karma. Like, yeah, I love yeah. that episode. That is, <laughs> that is, yeah, that's probably one of the most popular episodes for sure. So those were the five that I watched. There were several that I wanted to watch, but couldn't The First one was, will the real Jan Brady please stand up? And I didn't watch this one because I only learned about it after this research it's it's the one when Jan wears an Afro wig. It's not as big yeah. as it is in the movie, but it's still a really ridiculous wig. And I, I eventually want to go into that one because I want to know the context for that. That's the one that the dragging the classics did when like uh, the drag queens did it for Paramount Plus. Do you remember that? Like where? No, I don't. Yeah. So uh, like several drag queens. I know that Candy Muse was on it. Kylie Sonique Love, Shea Coulee, Bianca Del Rio. Like a lot of them played (laughs) played characters that were on this show. And some of the actual stars, the original three boys, I believe they were all on it as well. But, is it uh, streaming? You said it was streaming somewhere? Yeah, I tried to watch it, though. It's not on Paramount Plus anymore, but it was called Dragging the Classics, and it was, like, a big deal a couple of years ago, and I don't know how to watch it anymore, but, like... I'll have to look that up, because that sounds like a lot of fun. That is the episode that they do, apparently. That's so funny. Um, fun fact, uh, in the movie, when the... I guess it's a sequel, when she wears it. No, is it the first one? When she wears the big Afro wig? The first one, yeah. 
the actress Jennifer Elise Cox and RuPaul, they shared that wig. It was just styled differently. Like it was just it was the same wig. Oh, really? In different contexts. That's funny. Like I was dying to watch these episodes, but I think they took them off of Paramount Plus. I wanted so badly to watch the musical episodes, at least the ones that I looked up. I guess I didn't look too heavily into it, but I think they've taken those episodes off. Really? A lot of like the main ones, I was trying to look up like the main songs that they sang in the movies. Those episodes aren't on Paramount Plus. Like they're just literally missing from the list of episodes. That's weird. Which was such a bummer because I wanted to see those so bad. Yeah. I'll have to maybe like bootleg them on YouTube or some other site or something. But um, I'm sure they're available somewhere. Yeah. 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 But that was my experience. I'm like so pleasantly surprised. I was sort of not expecting what I got. Yeah, um, I'm glad. Yeah, they're, it's a very entertaining show. There are two that I think you should still watch. One is just when they go to Hawaii, because that... Okay, yeah, that's a big one. I, obviously, there that is referenced uh, in the second one. But there's one that I believe I read that is it is referenced in the third movie mm-hmm. to probably not very great effect, because I don't think the third one was um, very celebrated at all. But... Uh, <laughs> there's a one where they're trying to scare each other and they do some like really clever things to try to, to scare their siblings. It's just a really neat episode and you should totally watch that one too. That's awesome. I'll add them to my list. I I do like, I really just think it's wild that uh, even just reading through the synopsis of, you know, any of the episodes on Wikipedia, like I'm recognizing things that are immediately referenced in the movies. Totally. One last note. And I think this is really funny. Like Jan specifically was such a choice, like just in her mannerisms with the movie. And I think in the show, that's what I looked out for the most. Uh, I was trying to like connect the movie choices with the actual show. And it is very similar. Like, I feel like the way that Jan moves in the show is is sort of much more steadfast. And I, I hate to gender this, but like much less ladylike, like Marsha's, you know, quote unquote, the beautiful one. And mm-hmm. she's, you know, always, always glamorous and gorgeous. And I think, you know, it's no secret in the in the show or the movie that Jan is sort of always behind in that regard. But I think the way that the actress in the Brady Bunch show moved, I'm almost surprised that like they didn't take Jan down like a lesbian route. Is that weird I can to see say? That. Yeah, I can see. I mean, probably. Is that weird to say? I, like, I think that there were probably limits of what they could do to the specific characters. Although, to be honest with you, I mean, they made Greg and Marsha kiss. So I don't know. Yeah, I think like, like, and that was actually something that I specifically Googled was, was any kind of like homosexuality explored in the Brady Bunch show? And I came up with nothing. And I, I'm sure it's just a product of the time. I feel like that's something that would be really funny in like in the movies that they could have picked at at least. I don't know. Yeah. It's something that is um, related to homosexuality that is kind of sad about the show is that Robert Reed, who played Mike, was gay and he had to keep it a secret pretty much like his whole career. And apparently they did say that it did come out that like the cast and crew of the Brady Bunch did know. Yeah. I, I read that, you know, like, he was always gung-ho to make appearances in, like, reunion specials and things of that sort. So he would have most definitely made a cameo in the movie. Yeah. But he tragically passed away from a mix of, like, colon cancer and HIV in 1992. And HIV, yeah. He was 59 years old. That sucks. No, I know. I read that, too. 
Very, very sad. Speaking of cameos, like, I feel like I pointed them out to you while we were watching the movies, but, like, mm-hmm. if I can imagine that, like, if you guys are even this far into a Brady Bunch episode, you probably <laughs> know, you've probably at least seen the Brady Bunch and maybe recognize these people, but just in case, I'm just going to point out, like, a couple of people that are in this movie that are from the original TV show. Is that cool? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, you seem like you wanted to, like, say something. I think it was more like I had that exact same problem when doing my research, is that, like, if you've seen these movies, you're more than likely a fan of the show, which means you probably already know these things. So, like, what do I say? But Exactly. But, no, yeah, I yeah, absolutely. Let's, let's dive in. Well, we'll see. I mean, this is quick. Florence Henderson plays the Grandma Brady at the end of the movie that comes in at the very end. It makes sense that she would be, like, like a grand finale appearance, the grand finale yeah. Cameo because you know she's the iconic mom and she's the original carol right yes yes uh barry williams is the original greg and he's the music producer who greg tries to convince to hear his music ambi davis who is alice she's the truck driver that finds jan that picks up jan yeah yeah and christopher knight is the gym coach that tells eric to stop peeking on peter so it's funny because christopher knight played peter so he's like stop peeking on peter (laughs) yeah I thought that was funny. That's and, awesome. Okay, so I know that I said that Betty Thomas didn't come back for the second one. There's a lady named Arlene Stanford who directed the second one. And one thing that I read was that Florence Henderson was actually on the Rosie O'Donnell show, who Rosie O'Donnell's in the second Brady Bunch. And she said that she didn't really want to have anything to do with the sequel and wouldn't endorse it because the director would not let any of the original cast members come back and make cameos in the movie like Betty Thomas did in the first one. Did she say why she wouldn't? No. They, I guess, I mean, I know that some of them already had, but like, you know, I mean, they certainly all could have appeared again in some fashion. Not yeah. all of them were there. I mean, like there are several Brady kids that weren't in the movie. Right. Um, so I don't know. It, it was What a weird. Yeah, it was very, it was very strange. These movies aren't Oscar winners, but the first one actually is fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. It has a 63. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And Honestly, I mean, the sequel, even though the sequel is the one that I feel like is more nostalgic for me because it's the one I probably just watched more as a kid, I would have expected that one to be much lower than 63, but it's at a 57, so it's not terrible. They both are rotten when it comes to audience scores, but interesting you know this movie wasn't brimming with a lot to research yeah and it was actually really difficult to separate like trivia from the movie away from like trivia about the show like it was hard to differentiate between those so like we very well may have things that overlap so it's you know i'm not worried about it well some of this stuff i think really just has absolutely nothing to do with the movie or very little like i have (laughs) written down that i found out that christine taylor who plays Marsha, dated neil patrick harris oh no no. literally has nothing to do with the movie but i just thought that was cool because she's you know with ben stiller and i thought that was uh funny wait um, that's why it's funny it's because yeah. she's with ben stiller no now. no it's funny because you know Neil patrick harris is a gay yeah that's funny i also saw a little clip of the brady like the original six brady's on that oh what's it called watch what happens now or live or some shit like that it's the Andy cohen show where he has the house okay. how, like the housewives and shit on there all the time well they were all on there and he asked them how they felt about the movies and they said that they don't really like the second or the third one but the first one they thought was good and they definitely like praised the cast and something that 
interested me was Marie McCormick said that she went to the premiere and she she plays the original Marsha. And she said that there were times where she forgot that it was Christine Taylor on screen and not her. Wow. Yeah, I thought that was neat. Wow. Speaking of, and this is something that I texted you when I first watched the show. I had this moment of like complete disbelief because I watched young Cindy in the show. Yeah. Oh my God. And I was like, no one told me that Drew Barrymore was in this show. She does look a lot like Drew Barrymore. Identical. She even talks like her. Yeah. It was insane. You should see Susan Olsen now, though. I know shade at Susan Olsen, but she does not look like Drew Barrymore. You know what I read? Now. Can I look her up really quick while I tell you this? Yeah, sure. I read that she stopped acting and is now a pot dealer. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. What's her name? Olsen? Susan Olsen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I get it. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's I see just, what you mean. <laughs> yeah. You know, diverging paths but yes of course of course uh just a couple more things i think i pointed this out to you i don't think i brought it up in take two but maybe just while we were watching the show i don't know specifically i just know that jennifer elise cox who plays jan in the movie right is older than christine taylor yeah she was 25 and 26 when she made these movies and christine taylor was 24 and 25 can you believe that that she was 26 years old in the second movie it's crazy to like when they get people to play like sometimes you can really tell and then sometimes it's like actually pretty believable yeah and i think this one i would have believed it they oh see i wouldn't have what you wouldn't have believed that she was a, a kid oh I, I wouldn't have believed that she was 26 oh yeah yeah, yeah totally yeah, yeah. You know, like sometimes i feel like like a lot of the the people i just remember on glee it was like very clear that like these motherfuckers were 30 right <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh Another follow-up to this, there was a lot of research that I found where the kids' ages were kind of shuffled. I think in the movie, either the movie or the show, Cindy was older than Bobby. I don't remember. In some instances. Um, so there's a lot of shuffling, but it reminded me of Estelle Getty and B. Arthur. Estelle Getty played B. Arthur's mom in Golden yeah. Girls, and B. Arthur is older. And that got me thinking, like, that's another show that I think would be fucking hysterical to be, like, plopped into uh, into present day. I know we had that discussion. I think that would be incredible. And part of just me... Just, like, any sort of recreation of them, I think that yeah. would be... I would love to see a modern take on that, for sure. Same, same. And I'd love to, like, pick the cast, too. I'd love to, like, file through. That would be that would be a tall order. It would be. It, it would be fun. Like, I think it would be really fun. Yeah, I, w I wouldn't want that to be my job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another cool thing that I found, I, I didn't like comb through trivia and stuff like that. But like, I was looking through to see if any of the other Brady kids had ever actually been on Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. uh, Christopher Daniel Barnes, who plays Greg, hasn't been on Family Guy. However, he's the voice of Prince Eric in the original Little Mermaid. Holy shit, really? Yeah. I was like, Damn. wow, <laughs> that was that was just so bizarre to me. I don't know. Like that is crazy. And you know what? He's actually done a lot of voice work. He's played in a lot of Spider-Man uh, cartoons and I think even yeah. video games to some degree. Nice. Uh, so I thought that was neat. Very cool. And my my final point is I don't really have any way I can. I don't I don't even really want to talk to you about him. If you are interested, I am going to link a bunch of deleted scenes from this movie, okay? And I don't really want to tell you about them because I think that all of them are good and none of them should have been cut. Isn't that the worst? Yeah. When deleted scenes are phenomenal and you, they just took them out? It doesn't make any sense. 
I know. I hate that. So I read that like there were times where this aired on television. They got put in. Oh, okay, yeah. And so that's that's the sort of uh, quality that this YouTube video is in. It looks like it was filmed off of a television. Like it's gotcha. not it's not great quality. But every single one of them is funny. And a lot of them, you know how you said that you didn't think that the boys really had anything to do? Yeah. Uh, is it more boy well, stuff? Not, okay, so there's like three big ones, and two of them have to do with Peter and Greg. And I was like, I would have liked another scene with them. It's it's kind of the same beats yeah. with Greg wanting to, you know, play the guitar and Peter not really being able to be around women. <laughs> but it made me laugh. And it's more of the Dittmeyers. So like, why the fuck did we not get more of the Dittmeyers? What a shame. Yeah, it was weird. But I will, I will include a link to those. I've already saved the link. And with that, that is all of my research. Nice. I tried my best to keep the trivia about the movie and not about the show. And I think you've also covered a lot of my points already, but I just have a few tidbits about the show that I thought were interesting. Sherwood Schwartz, who is like the producer creator of the show, Mm -hmm. had 12 kids on reserve ready to play all six of the Brady kids, but he wanted to match the kids to their parents and he hadn't cast the parents yet. So once the parents were cast, he dropped the kids who didn't have matching hair to the parents which I think is funny that like wow the fate of these kids rests on like yeah uh, the actors that play their parents. I mean, a lot of times that's what happens when they're like they do chemistry tests with other actors and like yeah. they'll be like, okay, we're gonna cast you two because you look alike, or you two because you look alike. We're not gonna cast mm-hmm. like one of you and one of you from these two pairings because you you could be the best person for the role, but you don't look alike. Right, right. I think it even said that he had like three brunette girls and three blonde boys along with the three blonde girls wow that's Um, funny it is funny Uh, along those lines though susan olsen who played cindy she wasn't quite blonde enough so her hair was bleached regularly but they stopped (laughs) mid second season because her hair started to fall out oh and since then uh she kind of wears a wig moving forward which um it's not funny, but it's a little bit funny. No, I know. Like, as someone who's dyed my hair several times, like, it definitely... It fries it up, man. It's it's not great for your hair. No. Like, I try to limit the amount of times that I do it. <laughs> uh, so, it, the rest of my points are sort of references to the show that you might have missed. And I'm sure there's a ton more that I'm not catching, but these are the ones that stood out to me because these are from the episodes that I watched, at least. There's a brief joke about how the Bradys don't have a toilet in their bathroom. Yeah. Uh, and that's it's a joke referencing the fact that there genuinely was not a toilet shown in the show. Anytime you saw the bathroom, there was not a toilet present. Uh, and that was because the network thought it was poor taste at the time. Like that was just something that was not done uh, during that decade of TV. Roseanne Barr turned down a cameo as a neighbor. Oh, Could you wow. imagine if the, the Connors were canon and, oh my gosh. <laughs> in those movies? During the auction in the second movie, Miss McCormick and Miss Plum are mentioned. And this is a nod to the original actors who played Marsha and Jan, who are Maureen McCormick and Eve Plum. Yep. When Jan and Cindy are getting ready for bed in the bathroom, you can see lemons in the shot. Do you know why there are lemons in the shot? Do you remember? 
I'm putting you on the spot. You don't have to remember. No, no. In the one where Jan felt really, really ugly and down on herself and made up her fake boyfriend, she was really concerned about her freckles. And she really hated her freckles to the point where she disguised herself and went to a pharmacist and was like, do you have anything that'll get rid of these freckles? And the pharmacist is like, no, but I heard lemon juice helps. So the next scene, you see her carrying in a bunch of lemons into the bathroom and like rubbing them on her face. Aww. Um, so that was a nod to, to that specific episode. And I don't know why this is my final point to this, but this was Zsa Zsa Gabor's final film. <laughs> That's what I have to end this with. Always end on a strong point. <laughs> Goodbye, Zsa Zsa Gabor. <laughs> you know she was 99? Good for her. Yeah, good for her. I mean, not, I don't think in this movie, but like when she died. Yeah. I don't I feel like there is just like we could do several quick takes on just the Brady Bunch show itself. Like there is so much here. But we shouldn't. No, but I'm saying like (laughs) this was no, this was a really great choice. I was so pleasantly surprised throughout this whole journey. I learned so much. I'm sure that I'm missing things, but like our this episode would be years long if we were to include every single reference every single uh yeah nod to the the show or any kind of like hidden things you didn't know kind of thing like we'd be here forever because just that that's just how thick the movie is with references but i hope this was encouraging to watch it yourself if you are not familiar with the show or the movies it's very adorable it's very cute it's very wholesome it's all very accessible too like yeah at least most of the show and both movies are on paramount plus so right take advantage of it they're silly don't take them too seriously i think i enjoy the movies better than tv show but even <laughs> just watching the tv show again it made me happy to see them you know yeah, yeah. i completely forgot about the fact that they fucking take their kids on their honeymoon though i was like yeah they do <laughs> Jordan is probably like, kill the kids, get rid of them. <laughs> oh, we. this is still a sad note, but it's at least related to the movie that we can end on. I was kind of waiting for you to bring this up because I feel like you had mentioned it to me when we watched the movie. The whole joke about the dog. What was the dog's name? Oh, yeah. Tiger. Tiger. Yeah. So apparently Tiger was was he only seen in the first episode? Oh, no. He's like in the first like two seasons. OK. And then he disappears. He disappears because the trainer had him on a walk or something, and he very tragically got hit by a car and passed away. Very, very sad. And when they tried to replace the dog with a dog that looked similar to him, like the, the I guess the dog they found wasn't very well behaved. They couldn't like train it correctly. So they just like stopped using him and like he just kind of disappeared from the show. Yeah. So in the movie, when they make that comment about like, oh, where did that dog go? Like that was just a nod to that that I thought was very funny. Because they just like never talk about the dog again. Never again. Never again. But what's funny is I also saw that his doghouse is still there throughout the show. Is it really? So it's like, yeah, That's so it's funny. either like a monument to him <laughs> or he's still somewhere. I don't know. That's so funny. He's just hiding <laughs> from the cameras. This was a genuine treat. And I, I know that I'm you so have hesitations about this. And uh, honestly, not to be rude or mean, but I sometimes uh, get a little bit worried about your, your movie choices. I think you said you wanted to surprise me again. And I thought that I might be upset about the next choice or something. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. So yes. I genuinely had such a good time. And I learned I'm glad. so much. I know I always consider myself to be so chronically uncultured, but today and throughout this week of all things Brady Bunch, I feel like I've really stepped up a level. So thank you for taking me on this journey. I'm so happy that you feel cultured now that you watched <laughs> the Brady Bunch. Before this, I couldn't tell you any of the kids' names, like anything. Like, But now I know. Now I get it. I'm in the know. Yeah, I understand. No, I got you. 
you're welcome. <laughs> no, I had, I had a good time. Yeah. I really did. I, I kind of kept waiting for you to regret it, but you never did. And so that's great. No, I didn't. I didn't. I'll save that regret energy for the next one that you pick. I'm like, I'm genuinely worried about that one now, but I suppose we'll see. <laughs> Yep, we shall see, but it's your turn next. Yeah, I guess it is. We shall see, we shall see. Hey listeners, if you enjoyed this very Brady journey as much as I did and want to hear more, you're welcome to check out our other episodes at www.take3amp.com. And if you want to follow along and get updates on our future episodes, you can follow us on Instagram at take3amp. And as always, those are both the number three. Tune in next week for a brand new episode and happy listening.